Now, on this Invest Talk podcast, Steve Peasley listens to your questions. This is Kevin calling from La Cacenta, California, kind of planning ahead for the future, thinking of establishing primary residence in a state with no state income tax. And provides unbiased answers. Good question, though, a good thought process, and always good to look forward. I think there's only what seven or nine states that have no income tax. Invest Talk, over 42 million downloads and counting across America and around the world. Your participation makes it unique. 888-99 Chart. At a time when investors are confronted with market volatility and a variety of challenges fueled by the uncertainty of inflation, unsettled geopolitical tensions, and economic pressures. Justin Klein and Steve Peasley stand ready to take your finance and investment questions and share their unbiased answers. This is InvestTalk, independent thinking, shared success. InvestTalk is made possible by KPP Financial, a registered investment advisor firm serving clients throughout the United States. The clarity for your path forward starts now. Here is KPP Financial President, Financial Advisor, Steve Peasley. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Invest Talk. It is Friday, June 24, 2022. I'm Steve Peasley. And of course, I look forward to doing this show every day, or not every day. I switch off with Justin. You know, I used to do it every day for so many years that I got in the habit of saying every day. Well, that's not so, but I do share it with Justin. Um, and I'm always very careful about what we say. I always give you straight and unbiased answers. Anybody who's listened to the show for any length of time knows that. I don't have any hidden agenda. Justin and I are straight shooters about this stuff. In fact, the, the show is really driven by you, what, by the questions you ask. You know, So you ask your questions, anything financial, and we'll discuss it. And it's always my goal and Justin's goal to help you understand the current environment that you're in. It's very different now than it was just a couple of years ago. We were very easy money environment a couple of years ago. Now we're in an environment where the money's tightening up. Now we had easy money for years and years. Easy money. Now we don't. Totally different environment for you. We, did, we had hardly any inflation. Now we have lots of inflation different. So you kind of really understand and adjust your thinking. Does that mean you get out of all your stocks and buy a different kinds of stocks? No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying you have to realize the environment you're in and understand different sectors will work differently. Growth is probably not going to work nearly as well as it has. Value, which hasn't worked that great, will probably take over and work very well. That's the kind of thing we're talking about. Now, in today's investing situation, you know, you're going to have to be kind of nimble. You don't have to, you know, it, you can be a bind holder and just not look at the market ever again for years and years and you'll be fine. But most of us can't do that. Most of us don't want to do that. Most, many of us are approaching retirement. Many of us are just starting out. So, you know, it takes a little bit different perspective for each individual. So give me a call. We are, we are, our lines are open. The number is 888-99-CHART, 
800-227-4278. So you give us a call right now. Hey, Steve and Justin. This is Adam from Texas. I haven't called in a while, but I was wondering because everything seems to be very volatile right now. I'll use your guys' word. But I was looking at COUP, so that Charlie Oscar Uniform Papa, as a possible short. So I will listen to your answer on the show. Thanks for what you guys do. Bye. Well, it's still very expensive. This is Coupa Software, Inc. Develops cloud-based uh, SPED management uh, platform that connects several organizations. It's a $4.9 billion company. They made money and uh, made money for a number of years. They're going to make twenty-six, uh, $0.83 cents this year. Then they're going to make $0.26 cents a share next year. And then the year after, they're scheduled to make $0.55 cents a share. And it's a $65.84 stock. So it's really overvalued. Now, just to give you some scope of how overvalued it was at one time, this has never made more than a dollar a share. There, this stock was selling for $340,000, Now it's $65, and it's still expensive. Return equity is only 7%. Cash flow is $1.27 a share. Management owns 3%. And mutual funds are net sellers, slowly selling off. It's still growing nicely, 18% sales growth in the last two quarters, but that's much lower than it used to be. Should you short it? Is it shortable? Well, it is overpriced. Um, that's for sure. What is $0.55 cents worth? That's what 2024 is estimated. What's 55 cents worth and about 18% growth? Will it continue that growth rate? Not, no one knows. We don't know. Let's say it does. Well, what is that worth? Stock's worth about 20, 20 bucks, 25 bucks. So should you short it? Well, I think shorting is a better bet than going long. That's for sure. Okay, that's Coupa Software, Inc., my focus point today is based on the story, the current bear market comes after the shortest one in U.S. history. So today's bear market has been fueled by several factors, as we all know. We've talked about them quite a lot. Uh, the war, inflation, you know, oil prices, of course, and COVID. We know all that. And now Federal is raising rates. So none of that is very... Uh, supportive of the stock market. So we'll get to that. We'll talk about that today. New home sales. Did you see what happened? They were much stronger than expected. Much stronger than expected. After interest rates have popped up and so on and so forth. So we're going to talk about that a little bit and maybe give you some insight. Warren Buffett. We like to talk about Warren Buffett since he's the world's greatest investor. You know, he had a cash hoard of $146 billion at the end of last year. You know what he's doing with the money? We're going to talk about that. Bloomberg, S&P 500 may have another 24% to go before it stops going down. What do they base that on? So those are things I'm going to discuss if we can get to it. Uh, this call, your callers always come first, right? So you know that. So when you call, I don't go to these talking points. You don't call, I'm going to talk about this stuff. The market was up today, had a big up day, 823 for the Dow, 375 for the NASDAQ, 116 for the S&P 500. So we had an up week. Yay. <laughs> 
That's the first time in a while. So this is what we would call a relief rally. You don't have to be in down for several weeks. This is a relief rally. Uh, does it mean we have now a change? Is it now moving from bear market to a bull market? Uh, I don't think so. How long will it last? Well, it could last a week or two. It could be done today. But I don't think so. I think it might give a few more days next week, or at least maybe that's my hope. That's my hope. Okay? So, you're listening to Invest Talk. Your goal of financial freedom, which is everybody's goal, right, will require information and effective strategies. And that's what we're here for. That's what, I'm, that's what Justin and I really want to help you with. So, we're taking your calls live, 888-99-CHART. No two portfolios are alike, and every investor has a unique set of circumstances. So don't forget to call InvestTalk, 888-99-CHART. Hi, Justin or Steve. This is Mike from Texas. I went through the last six months of podcast and haven't heard anything about Old Republic International, ticker O-R-I. I have a small position in the company. I like their consistent dividend, occasional special dividend, their balance sheet, return on equity, among other metrics. What are your thoughts on Old Republic being a cornerstone in my portfolio long term as one of the buy it and forget it stocks? Thank you for all your time and helping me learn and grow as an informed investor. I look forward to hearing your answer on the podcast. Old Republic International, I'm very, very familiar with them since I own them in my own personal 401k, and I've owned them for years, by the way. And you're right. I bought it. Don't really pay too much attention to it. Old Republic International uh, offers property liability, commercial insurance, title, and mortgage and guarantee insurance. Uh, they've made money. They've grown their money steadily over the years. A very solid company. P.E. ratio. It's a $22 stock. They're going to make $2.57 next year. Um, so, you know, that means it's, what, a 9 P.E.? Their range is 6 to 16. They pay a 4.1% dividend. Return equity is 14%. Cash flow is $3.04. Management owns 2%. So mutual funds are buying slowly over the years. It's one of those big companies. It's not huge, though. It's only $6.8 billion, so it's not big cap. It's a large mid cap, and it's very, very steady, very steady. So I like it. Uh, you buy when it's on sale. That's what I did a number of years ago, and just hold on to it. So I think it's a, I think it's a good bet. I really do. Okay, my focus point today is based on the story. The current bear market comes after the shortest, shortest bear market in history. Excuse me. In history. So today's bear market has, fueled, was, has been fueled by several factors. We all know about them. Inflation, Russia, Ukraine war, uh, 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 the, 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 of course, covid and, of course, you know, China's moving into recession, or people think they are. And, of course, the uh, supply chain issues we've had now. So very, very uh, clear as to what's happening. Inflation's so high, the Fed has decided to, decided to want to attack it. They're late, as usual. My big fear is they'll be also late stopping their raising rate ways or tightening ways. They'll be late 
to the party again on the other side. But, you know, this has been, we've, in the COVID, reset, COVID bear market was what, a month? A month. So what was a long recession, long bear market, I should say, long bear market? It was about 600 days. That was the 2007-2008 bear market. So you got a month to 600 days. So what's the average? What is the normal length of a bear market? And, you know, it's hard because when you say normal, it, it really depends on the economic environment that the bear market is surrounded by. And, you know, I, I think we're going to have pretty much a, an average bear market that will last a year, maybe a year and a half. You know, will it go to two years? I think that's stretching it, but it could. So how far are we into this bear market now? I've told you that before on the show, right? How long? How long have we been in this bear market? Since January. And here it is now toward the end of June. Okay, so that's how long we've been in this one. So that's just a reality. You know, maybe we have more to go on the downside. I think we do a little bit. I, I do. I think we do. But how far down? Are we halfway there? You know, how, how long will it take? That kind of thing. Okay. So that's what we're going to deal with. I think probably we'll start to come out of the spare market by the end of the year. That's my best guess. Notice I'm saying guess. I'm guessing. There's no, there. you know. I'll be watching the indicators and all the economic numbers and all those things. But it's still a pure guess because I'm, I'm relying on factors that no one knows. We don't know. when. How far will the Fed raise rates? You know, they're talking about another 0.75% the next time. That's next month. You know, that's one and a half percent in two months. And that's a huge, fast rate increase and oil prices are already fallen from their high so does that mean inflation will start to ease back you know and i think the russian ukraine war we are going to have to get used to it i think it's going to last a while Uh, it could last years i could see that i really can't so you know there's no peace talks going on that's for sure so you know we're just going to have to deal with a new reality and that's okay we'll deal with it it's not hard. It's not impossible. You're not going to lose everything. That's not going to happen. There'll be places to make money. There will. We're moving into a break, everybody. I'm here now and taking your calls live. This is a way to interact with us if you want. Call. So you can call right this minute. This is Invest Talk, 888 99Chart. Now, each time I host the Invest Talk podcast, I have the satisfaction of taking caller questions and then breaking down the often complex dynamics involved. If you've never called, don't hold back. You can leave your Invest Talk questions on the 24 7 anytime listener line at 888 99 Chart. Hi, Steve, Justin. My name is Evelyn calling from KDOW. I was thinking of adding Coca Cola Company to my portfolio, and I would appreciate it very much if you can suggest an entry point for this Coca-Cola company. 
and I'd be listening. Okay, thank you. Bye. Now everybody knows who Coca-Cola is. Warren Buffett's one of his oldest and largest holdings, Coca-Cola Company out of Atlanta, Georgia. By the way, if you ever get to Atlanta, Georgia, you got to take the Coca-Cola uh, tour. But very interesting. Very interesting, I think. Okay, you know they manufacture non-alcoholic beverages, concentrate syrups, sold to bottlers, fountain wholesalers, all kinds of drinks, and one of their biggest sellers is water. Didn't know if you knew that. Um... They are $63 a share. They're going to make $2.65. So they're not cheap. They're at the high end of their range. So I would not buy it here. Return on equity is very good at 48%. They paid 2.8% dividend. And they're growing 10 to 16% sales per quarter. So where's a good entry port, entry point? I would not be in a big rush. Uh, it hasn't had made a nice move from a, a, a support area. The support is around $58 and bounced up to 63 But I wouldn't even buy it there. I would wait till the low 50s. Yeah, I wouldn't buy it unless it got to the low 50s at the very least. Okay, Coca-Cola, symbol is K-O. K-O. Okay, new home sales soared this last month. May, 696,000 new home sales. They expected 587,000. And they had 629000 the month before. So they expected the new home sales to go down because home sales were weakening. And they are. But not new homes. So why such a high spike? And my theory is, you know, they want to get into those new homes before interest rates go even higher. And a lot of the big builders, you know, they buy Money. They bought money some time ago, probably, so they can offer lower than market mortgage rates to new homes. So I think that's what you're seeing. You can see in the the you know the 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 home buying public, the people that are trying to get into a house quickly, get you know as they sold their house if they can, or at least trying to get in quickly before interest rates spike and go up. And I think you're seeing kind of a last hurrah push to get in. I think that's what you're seeing. I've seen this before, by the way. This is not the first time I've seen this kind of action for new home sales. You know, in previous slow economic times and housing started to weaken. It's just the nature of the beast, everybody. So, did you see what Warren Buffett did with his with billions of dollars? We're going to get to that, I promise. Let's go back to another voicemail right now, the Best Talk Voice Bank, for a question that it came in earlier from Arizona. Stephen Justin, this is Art from Tucson. I'm looking to add a large cap industrial machinery company, trying to decide between Caterpillar, C-A-T, or Deer, D-E, and wondered if you preferred one over the other, and if so, if you had a good buy-in point. And I'll listen on the podcast. Thank you. I would prefer Caterpillar, probably. That's an international manufacturer's construction, mining equipment, uh, diesel and natural gas engines, turbines, and locomotives. Uh, but I wouldn't buy it now. Uh, we're, you know, we're at the cusp of an economic slowdown, and the, both of these, cat and deer, are very economically sensitive. They are tied to the cycle, the economic cycle. And you're buying at the top of the cycle still. So, you know, of the economy, the economic cycle. 
So I would not be in a rush to buy it, okay? It's $185 a share. They're going to make $14.63 next year. They're still growing their sales. They look pretty strong, but I'm talking about the future. You don't invest in the rear rear mirror. You don't invest based on what's going on today. You invest on what you think is going to happen in the future, and you'll, you'll put that on your watch list. You'll get an opportunity, I think, at a better price. I would much rather see you buy it around the 120 area. Not the 185. Now it's not over expensive right now, not with its earnings projections, but it's you know based on future economic cycle. I'm I'm thinking we're in for a down cycle, and they hurt these kinds of companies. It's a slowdown in the economy. When people take the time to leave an investor podcast review on iTunes, we do like to thank them for their courtesy. By giving their question, you know, the question they may have up quickly on the show. So here's a question from iTunes Review. Okay, um, uh, my, this is from MS. I bought GT with the assumption that post-COVID, as more people are driving, they will need new tires, and that will increase demand for GT. Okay, so now GT is Goodyear. Um and I don't know if that's the right thinking. Again, this is very economically sensitive. And if we're going into a recession or a slowdown in the economy, this is not the kind of stock you want to be in on that side. You want to be in this stock when we're coming out of a recession. So I would not be a big buyer of GT, uh, good, Goodyear Tire, not at this point. Even though it's not, it's not expensive, it's kind of cheap. So... You're listening to Invest Talk, everybody. I'm Steve Peasley. Investors, the need to remain vigilant never ends. So, you'll, you'll have, if you have financial investment questions, give me a call. 888-99-CHART. Let's say you've been thinking about learning a new language. Okay, why? I mean, how would it come in handy? And where would you want to use it? Could it be that you have an upcoming international trip? Or maybe you want to connect with family members or friends from a different culture. I think you should know about Rosetta Stone. With millions of users, it's been the world's most trusted language learning program for 30 years. Rosetta Stone is available on your desktop or as an app with audio companion and the ability to download lessons offline. Rosetta Stone truly immerses you in the language you want to learn. It has a built-in, patented speech recognition engine called True Accent. So as you practice speaking, you'll get feedback on how well you pronounce words. With Rosetta Stone, you pick up a language naturally. First with words, then phrases, then sentences. It's an intuitive process designed for long-term retention. You really learn to speak, listen, and think in your new language. Rosetta Stone is an amazing value. So your special skill set is within easy reach. You know you want to do this. So, don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, InvestTalk listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off now at rosettastone.com slash today. 
At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Each day, InvestTalk listeners submit their finance and investment questions via phone or email. Would you like your question to be put near the top of the list? Just take a minute or two to leave a review and rating for Invest Talk at iTunes. And be sure to include a brief question with your iTunes review comments. Hello. I purchased Google and Amazon two weeks ago, and not long after, the market crashed. They say it's okay as long as you buy blue chip stocks, and they'll come back up at some point. Is Amazon and Google a blue chip stock? I did buy Apple as well, and I bought NVIDIA. All four of those are under the tank. Now, I went all in. I didn't do cost dollar average purchasing. I'm hoping that you can share that. If all four of those are blue chip stocks, and appreciate it very much. I love your show. Take care. Now, all four of them are blue chip stocks. But my concern is you bought four, four tech stocks all at the same time, it sounds like, in a, in a time when growth stocks are under pressure. Now, I'm hoping that those four are all your tech stocks of about 25 stocks that you have because you should not have all tech stocks. Growth stocks are underperforming, but those are blue chip stocks. You can put all of them. The only one I have a little doubt about is NVIDIA, but you can put them in a drawer and you'll be fine. Just hold on to for 10 years, but only if it's not all your portfolio or a major part of your portfolio. Remember, we have rules. Don't buy more than 5% of any one stock. 5% of your portfolio of any one stock. Okay, that means you need to have 25 stocks to be fully invested. Now, you don't have to be fully invested, but I'm concerned that that's all you have. I hope that's not the case. Okay, because it shouldn't be. The KPP Premium Newsletter was finished today, and it will be distributed to subscribers tomorrow morning. Um, so I'm going to give you a little preview. A preview. In the market conditions section, I explain there was little in the way of economic data released this week, so the market moved based on its own whims. In this case, the movement was up. However, the trajectory is not likely durable because it is believed to be a reaction to being oversold. Mark was oversold, now you're bouncing. Now, stock market price gyrations up and down are common. Okay, are they're fairly predictable. And in other words, you you can you can see the swings up and down on the oversold and overbought situation, while the main trend conditions continues in whatever direction it is set. And for now, that is downward. Okay? So the trend is down. You just have to understand that. So just be aware the market will oscillate on a downward slope. Can you trade those things? Can you? It's very, very difficult. Very difficult. Okay, so that was the first section. I talked about the Fed. 
talking about another 0.75 rate increase. A lot will depend on how weak the GDP. Remember, we're coming up at the end of the quarter. So we're going to get GDP not in the next week, but probably the week after that, the second GDP. If it's negative, that means we're officially in a recession because the first quarter was negative. Okay? And the stock ideas. Uh, I have focused on a company, one of the largest and most complex financial institutions in the United States. It has nearly $4 trillion in assets. It is organized into four major segments, consumer, community banking, corporate investment banking, commercial banking, and asset wealth management. Among its peers, this company should have the most secure competitive position. And I looked at a company that is the world's largest hardware and software supplier within the networking solution sector. And despite the rise of public uh, of public clouds, you know, the cloud computing, it should continue to grow its customer base via hybrid cloud and software offerings. And, of course, in the newsletter, I name names. I mean, I, I list those two companies and what they are. So... I've given you a sample teaser of the latest KPP Premium Newsletter. Subscribers receive the full edition every week via email every Saturday. And they also get the portfolio and consumer watch sections along with it. Learn more and subscribe anytime at investtalk.com. Let's keep moving. Here comes another caller question from our 24-hour-7 voice bank line, 888-99-CHART. Hey, Steve or Justin. I'm talking about the stock NRV, New Residential Investment Corporation. It looks like it's a REIT, and my understanding is that they make a lot of their money off of uh, servicing mortgages. They make that little percentage by billing customers. And it looks like in a market where the interest rates are going up, that is a positive thing for their earnings because people aren't going to be refinancing and locked in these low-rate mortgages, and they're going to stick with them. So I'm... I already own some of it. I've looked at adding some more onto their onto my position. They've got a great dividend. It looks like it can be supported from what I see. I'd love your opinion. Thanks so much. Well, if you if you ever already have a full position, three to five percent of your portfolio, don't add any more. This is a REIT, new residential investment REIT, real estate investment trust investing in residential real estate mortgage related investments. And housing is going to go down. Refinancing is going to slow down. New of course, I told you this earlier, new home sales skyrocketed. And you're saying that their main business is servicing mortgages. But that doesn't mean that the stock will stay high. I don't think it's going to crash or anything. I don't see that. But it's a $9.82 stock, going to make $1.42 this year, $1.69 next year. So it's a fairly reasonable price. But if you have a full position, don't put any more on. They pay a 10% dividend. Now, remember, it's a REIT, so they have to pay 90% of their earnings out in the form of a dividend. So your biggest concern is how durable are the earnings. Okay? So remember we're of that. Remember where we are in the economic cycle, how it may affect this. Okay? 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. So Warren Buffett, at the end of last year, had $147 billion in cash. He had a huge cash hoard because he said that he can't find anything that's value. Remember, he's a value investor. And that was at the end of 2021. So what has he done with the money in 2022? Well, he loaded up on Occidental Petroleum. Last week, he spent $500 million buying more. 
bringing his total investment to Occidental Petroleum to $85 billion. That's a lot of money in one company. Okay, so he has a lot of confidence in the CEO, uh, which I think her name is Vicky Holub, Holub, H-O-L-L-U-B, Holub. So he's, uh, you know, he's going with commodities, and he's going with the oil and natural gas industry, big time, big time. That's where he sees value. So I wouldn't argue with Warren. I would not. Not saying you go out and buy Occidental Petroleum, but I like his where the, he's headed. I think that's the place you need to be already. Okay. <clears throat> Bloomberg says the S&P 500 has got more to go on the downside, 24%. Mm. We're going to talk about that some more. ICP thing, you know, listen to Investor. You want to grow wealth, right? We all do. That's fine. But, of course, as you make your investment choices – there always will be a bit of fear that creeps into your judgment, right? Fear comes from your risk perception. Remember, there's only two emotions in dealing with the market, fear and greed. My advice for dealing with this reality is to define your investment comfort zone. And of course, here at KPP Financial, we can help you do that. What is your, what is your, what is your fear gauge? How do you know if you're fearful? How do you know if your investments are too risky? Well, we have a free online tool to help. All you do is go to investtalk.com. It's called the Riskalyze Risk Questionnaire. Check it out. You can quickly calibrate your risk tolerance very fast. But now I'm ready to take your questions. 888-99-CHART. Why do listener questions make InvestTalk better? Hey, guys. Which of these would you recommend? Because each caller presents fresh questions in their voice. When do I know the right time to take profits? And listeners instinctively realize that InvestTalk uniquely offers a welcome dose of investing satisfaction. I think you have a terrific show, and I've learned a whole lot. So don't forget to call InvestTalk. 888-99-CHART. Hey guys, this is Don from Durham, North Carolina. I've got a question about SAFM Sanderson Farms. I've had it for a while. It's done really well, but there's this overhanging issue of a sale to Cargill, and now SAFM is trading, you know, uh, five or six dollars per share above the sale price. What I read sounds like the sale's not going through. Um, but I'm not sure what to do. I know generally you guys say once uh, a price gets near the actual sale value, you should sell it. And now this is trading above uh, the sale value. So just wondering if I should wait it out or, or get out. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Okay, this is Sanderson Farms, S-A-F-M, processed fresh and frozen chicken products and other uh, prepared food items uh, to be acquired by Cargill. And Continental Grain Company for $203 per share. It's trading at $214. Right off the bot, right off the top of my head, I'd say take the take the, take the $214. Sell it and pocket the money. Right? Because they're offering $203. Now they might offer more money than $203. But they also the deal could fall apart. So you know, I for me, I'd take it. Um, um they have really good sales growth. They've done very well. 
Uh, earnings are going to be $46 a share this year, and then next year, $29 is going to go down sharply. It's a $214 stock, so that means the PE is still well below 10, and therefore it's low price. Return equity is 28%. That's why they're buying it. It's a cheap. It's cheap. But, you know, I've been around a long time, and, you know, there's two kinds of people in the market. Actually, there's three kinds. There's bears, bulls, and pigs. Don't be piggish. Take your profits and be happy. Okay? That's what I would do. <clears throat> on Fridays, I generally take time to do a quick rundown on the key benchmark numbers, usually. The two-year treasury yield is at 3.06%. Now, last week it was 2.65. That's a huge jump. 14 weeks ago, it was one9 Remember, 26 weeks ago, half a year ago, it was 0.64. Now it's 3. Okay? The 10-year treasury, 3.12. So it's just barely above the two-year treasury yield. 3.06 to 3.12. Last year, it was 2.95. Eight weeks ago, it was 2.92. 24 weeks ago, 1.7. Gold, $1,830 an ounce. Six weeks ago, it was $1,809. You know, it was $1,900 eight weeks ago. So, you know, so it hasn't really done that great, even with high inflation. Oil uh, selling for $107 per barrel. Now, remember, it got up to $124 its peak. Uh, If you go half a year ago, it was like $66 per barrel. Okay. A national average for a national average for a gallon of regular gasoline four dollars and ninety two cents. Okay, California six dollars and thirty four cents. Okay, so you need to feel a little bit empathy for what I'm paying out here. In Iowa today, the gas price at the pump was four dollars and sixty six cents. So it's pretty expensive everywhere. Let's go to Dave in Ohio. Hi, Dave. How you doing? Good. Hey, thanks for taking my call, Steve. Hey, thank you. <clears throat> hey, uh, I'm a dividend investor. I was looking at uh, Devron Energy, uh, symbols DVN, and you know, it pays a nice uh, yield of a little over 9%. Your thoughts and what would be a good uh, price point to get in? I like Devon Energy, um, headquarters out of Oklahoma City, engaged in the exploration and production of oil, gas, and uh, natural gas in the United States and Canada. They're going to make $8.84 this year, $9.03 next year. They only made three fifty three last year. So, you know, the price obviously is helping them with the earnings. It's a $53 stock, okay, almost 54 And they're going to make $8 and $9, okay, in the next couple of years per share. So that tells you way below 10 like a 7 you know, 5 Six somewhere in there, six PE or so, uh, and they pay a nine point four percent dividend. I think that you know nine point four on fifty three dollars is you know what four dollars and seventy cents, and they're going to make twice that. So they should be able to pay the dividend without much difficulty. Um, I don't know. I, I like it. Now, you what price point to get in? Now it's come down a little bit. Was it seventy nine forty? It's come down to the 53, and it looks like the low 50s is a good support. So I, I would put on a position here. This would be an area where I might put on a position. Okay? So that would oh, be my you. thoughts on it. 
Dave, good luck with it. I hope it works for you. Thank you. Thank you for the call. 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. Bloomberg, S&P 500 may have another 24% to go down, go down, uh, based on 150-year market history. So they're, going, they're based on history, how much a bear market should go down. We're down, what, 22% on the S&P? Another 24 would be 46%. Remember in 2008, that big bear market was 50%. So that that's reasonable. It's not unreasonable. It's not. Will it happen? I don't know. Depends on how, depends on the Fed, how aggressive they are, how long, how long they're going to be this aggressive. This is Talk. I'm Steve Peace, and we have one goal here, to help you achieve financial freedom, and our work will continue right after this break. So... You can get your calls in, ask your questions, 888-99-CHART. This is Invest Talk, and we are all watching the markets go up, then down. So now, more than ever, you need unbiased investing guidance. Steve Feasley is here taking your questions live. Call 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. We're going to talk to Josh in Santa Cruz. Hi, Josh. Hey, it's John. Uh, John, <laughs> John, I'm sorry. Santa Cruz. Hi, John. That's all right. Um, hi. Um, I uh, own position in Mo, M-O, yeah. Altria. I'm wondering about adding to it. They had a big drop the other day uh, yeah, because of Jewel. Of Jewel. Yeah. yeah. For everybody else, uh, the FDA uh, banned uh, sales of the VAP. Vape, vape, vape products from of Juul, and of course, I think Altria doesn't Altria own the whole thing or a huge percentage of Juul. I think the whole thing. Anyway, so that really hurt them. Uh, they were trading in the fifties, and now they're in the forties. And I don't think I think their dividend is still pretty secure, eight point three percent. So. You know, just long, John. You know, you know. We've talked many times, and you know, I just don't want you to own too much of any one thing. You know, so it, this is a good right. price. I think it's a good price. Uh, okay, thanks, Steve. Okay, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Yep. Mo is Ultra Group. Mo. Okay, uh, let's squeeze in another Vest Talk Voice Bank question, just to prove we have value. Your input. <laughs> We we want to talk to you. We want to answer your questions. 888-99-CHART. Hello, this is Preet from uh, the state of Washington. I was calling regarding the ticker symbol AMN. Don't have a position in it yet, but thinking about starting one, I thought it would be a cheap defensive stock in this environment. Uh, please let me know what you think, and thank you guys so much for the great show. Okay, AMN Health Services. It's a $4.7 billion company, mid-cap, offers Permanent and temporary staffing of physicians and nurses to healthcare facilities in the United States. They're going to make ten dollars and thirty-three cents this year. Okay, next year not so much. Seven ninety-nine, so eight dollars next year. It's a hundred six dollars stock, so it's what eleven twelve PE, and that's at the lower range of its eight to twenty-one. I do like that it's you know in a non-cyclical industry, meaning no matter what happens with the economy, you're still going to need doctors, right, and staffing. No matter what. So I like that. It's not hatched the cycle. 
Um, they don't pay a dividend, which I don't like. Turn equity is very good at 39%. Um, so is it worth more money? Well, their sales growth is very strong. So uh, like last quarter, 75% growth. I mean, it's really strong. So I, I think it's, it's a good, strong company. It's a growth company. And the market's not favoring growth companies at this point. But this one has value. Okay, value. It's going to make $7, $8 next year. It's $106 stock. So, you know, that's pretty reasonable price for the growth they're having. So I kind of like it for that reason. Okay? Let's go ahead and take in and squeeze in another voicemail. We, we got um, voice questions up the yin-yang, so we got we to gotta get to them. 888-99-CHART. Hello, Steve or Justin. This is Robert calling. I just wanted to mention a stock sometime in the future, if they could ever pay down their debt and maybe pay a dividend. I was looking at Warner Brothers Discovery. I know there's a lot of things that this company needs to do, uh, reduce debt, and I wanted to know your opinion and analysis on this company probably uh, five, ten years down the future. Thank you for everything that you do. Be listening. Bye. Well, they have a very strong, this is Warner Brothers Discovery, everybody, offers original purchase programming to the media entertainment industries, WBD, uh, $34 billion company. So it's big. Uh, sales growth is actually increasing 10, 20%, 10, 15%. Um, they're only going to make $1.13 this year per share, $1.95 next year. It's a $14 stock, though, so it's very reasonably priced. So... The debt is the only issue that you worry about. They have it's valuable, okay, and it's pretty low price. Now, the fear you might have with a lot of debt is, would they file bankruptcy to get themselves from under the debt burden? That's the fear, because when they do, common shareholders usually get screwed. You get nothing, or virtually nothing. So the debt holders get the company. So that would be your big fear. They're big enough where, you know, the assets are of the company are worth something. So that's the fear is the debt. So you p- pointed that out so you knew. I'm Steve Peasley, and this completes another InvestTop program. Justin Klein and I thank you for listening, and we encourage you to tell your friends and family members about our free podcast downloads. To get your downloads anytime at iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. Please be sure to review and rate us if you get your downloads from iTunes. We will get to any question you give us right away if you do. Independent thing you share success. This is Invest Talk. Enjoy your weekend, everybody. Invest Talk is a trademark of KPP Financial. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them. Specifically, nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice. Or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell security? Because such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein, Pavlis, and Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor firm which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is president and Justin Klein is chief executive officer of Klein, Pavlis, and Peasley Financial. Thank you for listening and your comments and questions are welcome on our 24-hour listener line at 888-99-CHART.